Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. Hello, wherever you are. Most of us are confined to our homes and our spaces are getting getting smaller, our circles are getting smaller in some ways and in other ways maybe they're even getting a little bit larger. It's a paradoxical time, it's a hard time, it's a time of a lot of fear and anxiety and uncertainty. As I record this, pretty much every city in the world is on a kind of lockdown where we're being advised only to leave our homes for essential purposes. And I'm realizing for myself more than ever how important it is to start each day with some kind of of practice. And I've been really grateful for, for, for breathing, for just sitting and breathing and filling my, my lungs. I feel so blessed and grateful that my lungs are able to fill themselves with air and that the air feels clean and it's such a good way to start the day and then I was sort of having that thought as I was waking up and I also became overwhelmed by some of the clutter in my home Uh, at this time that was going more time in our houses perhaps some of us like me noticed the, the kind of clutter and it's like ugh. and there was a whole pile of junk on the dresser in my bedroom and I thought I would take a look at it and throw most of it out. And then in the pile was an article that a friend had left here some months ago and recently asked me if I could find it because he wanted to reference it. And I said I couldn't find it. I'd looked and I couldn't find it anywhere. And lo and behold, there it was. And it's an interview with my teacher, Reb Zalman Shachta Shalomi, called Torah and Dharma. And I thought, oh, great, I found it. And then I actually texted the, Jason, my friend, and, and told him that I'd found it. And then I thought, well, let me just look at it. And on the very first page, he talks about this incredible meditation, which is really about divine breath and the secret of divine breath and the divine name being connected to each other. And it's a very simple meditation practice that I thought, well, I'm not just going to read about this and try and comprehend it on an intellectual level. I'm going, to, I'm going to try and do it. And I did, and it was powerful. And I'm going to come back to it at the end and talk about it but and put it into a wider context because this week we're in the Torah cycle. We're starting a new book. The third book of the Torah is Sefer Vayikra, the book of Leviticus. And its main occupation is a lot of detail about sacrifices, about animal sacrifices, about blood and organs and sprinkling and all of the different types of sacrifice and the reason we bring the different sacrifices. And it's it's a little hard to go from the the kind of juicy narratives of of Genesis and Exodus into uh, a lot of these descriptions. Of sacrifices, but there's there's great depth, of course, there for us. The very first word of the parsha of the reading this week is Vayikra, which is actually the Hebrew name of the book. Vayikra, which means and he. Qu-
pulled. And the understanding is that it is the divine God calling Moshe. But it's one of those oddities of the way a Torah scribe writes the Torah, that the Aleph, which is the last letter of that first word of this third book, is a very small Aleph, a diminutive Aleph. And there's lots of ideas about what that means. Why is the Aleph small in that word? And no one really knows for sure, but I'm thinking about it in the context of this idea that our our circles, as I said, have become have become smaller. We may be engaging in the world more through uh, social media and through tools like Zoom, which I'm on a lot these days, and even calling people overseas and, and being in connection with them. But our actual physical space has become smaller. What we have access to has become smaller. We're not going about our everyday lives right now which is really hard and a little bit frightening the stores apart from the uh, the ones that are considered to to, to be uh, necessities are, are closed the gyms are closed the hair salons the nail salons the massage but everywhere's closed that we might go about our normal day and yet we're blessed with some of us the ability to go outside still but what does it mean as our space as our physical space gets smaller. I'm thinking about that small Aleph in terms of an indication for as our physical space gets smaller, we in some ways have to get smaller. We have to get our ego self kind of out of the way in order to understand how to navigate these very complicated days right now and these painful days right now. And sometimes we can just react so quickly and so strongly to things and we can get addicted to the news cycle and seeing those those numbers and they are scary numbers just rise and rise every day but sometimes we have to make ourselves like that small elephant just just step back a little bit and say okay well what what is my space what is my surrounding what do i have control over how can i manage for myself and for the people in my immediate circle this enclosed space and I think, as I've said, part of that is about about pra- practice and about having routines. Even psychologists, not based on any kind of religious idea, say that to get through these days and weeks and months, we, we need to have regular routines. You know, set a schedule for the day. Don't just kind of wake up and think, well, it's just another day like yesterday and like tomorrow, and I'm just going to drift around and see what happens. Those of us who are not working or whatever but actually make make a schedule for the day and include in that schedule some kind of practice, some kind of ritual, whether it's sitting and meditating, whether it's singing, whether it's dancing, whether it's writing, whether it's praying. And for, for Jewish tradition, prayer is what sacrifice became. So we're reading about all of these different sacrificial traditions and the different offerings that were made at different times like the Ola, which was a completely burnt offering, and had a reach nichoach, a pleasing odor to God, whatever that might mean. How do we create practices in our own lives that in these difficult days might create a reach nichoach, a pleasing odor to God? And then there's the the shlamim, which is the, the sense of the sacrifice that we would bring back in the day for feeling whole, 
and the chatat for acknowledging our, our sins and the asham, the guilt offering, and so on. I'm not going to go into great detail about that. But there's also this sense that the three types of animal can be from behemah, which is sort of domesticated animals, bakar, which is really kind of cattle, and then son, which is which is flock. And all of these come under the rubric of korban, which is the Hebrew word for sacrifice, which is really about coming close, the karev, to approach, to come close. This idea that we offer in order to get closer. As our circles become smaller, we have the opportunity to get closer. And there is this beautiful idea, this Hasidic idea, that those different animal parts, behema, bakar, and son, the domesticated animal, which is the, we talk about the the animal instinct that we have, the bakar, which is actually from the same root as bokeh, which is mourning, which is also about breaking through. How do we break through? And son is, is flock or herd. How do we break through a herd mentality right now? We can so be easy, it's too, so easy to get caught up with the sort of mentality of the herd. How do we break through? So Rabbi Jonathan Sachs suggests that all three of those are opportunities to work on different parts of ourselves. And I think that's especially true for this moment. What, how do we, the, 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 the tamed animal part of ourselves that might just have instinct to do things in a certain way, we're caught in our habits, we don't necessarily bring our consciousness into what we do. The bakar, how do we, we break through, break through the, the really hard feelings that we're all inevitably having during this time. And the tzon, how do we retain a sense of, of individuality, of purpose, of, of unique mission in this world at a time when society feels very different? Our world, our world community is so, so different right now. And all of it comes through the idea of, of korban, of, of coming close in some way. And I know some people don't have a prayer practice and some people don't have a meditation practice and I'm not trying to sort of convert anybody to take on things that don't have direct meaning for them but I am suggesting that one way that we really can manage these days is to take on some kind of personal practice every morning and perhaps even every evening that'll help us and some of it's through breath just appreciating breath the fullness of being able to breathe deep into our lungs especially seeing as we know that COVID-19 is a respiratory virus that can and is attacking many many people's respiratory systems so while we can still breathe let's breathe and appreciate the gift of breath the deep deep gift of breath so with that I want to come back to this powerful meditation because meditation and prayer of course are are very connected to each other and so on this parsha as we recognize Vayikra that calling in calling into a smaller version of ourselves perhaps calling into a, a more closed in version of ourselves there's also the possibility for expansiveness an expansiveness where we can somehow have our breath be part of God's breath whatever that might mean to you and it might mean nothing to you <laughs> I don't know but there is this idea and this this meditation that I referred to at the beginning that uh, my teacher Reb Zalman brings down 
he, he talks about in the context of this interview where he's talking about the fact that so many Jews at the time that this article was written, which I think was probably in the in the 70s, the 1970s, when he was, you know, recognizing the fact that so many of the, the great spiritual traditions are full of spiritual seeking Jews, but they're not finding that in, in Judaism. And, and he talks about, Reb Zalman talks about his confusion with that because as he looked through Jewish sources and Jewish prayers, there's so much about breath and breathing, but he didn't find anything that relates specifically to what we might call the, the pranayama, which is the kind of Eastern idea of, of soul breath. But then he recognizes, of course, that neshama, which is soul, and neshima, which is breath, have the same root and this idea that our soul and our breath are connected. So there is this pranayana connected idea that soul and breath are, are, are similar. But then he talks about this encounter that he had one day when he was reading the works of this 13th century Jewish mystic called Yosef Gikatela. And in this, he wrote that the secret of the divine breath is the secret of the divine name. The secret of the divine breath is the secret of the divine name. And that divine name is the tetragrammaton, which is the yud, the hey, and the vav, and the hey. And you visualize, he says, you visualize the yud of the divine name when there's no breath in your lungs. And then you breathe in, and that sound, that hey, that <sighs> is an in-breath. And that's the second letter of the divine name. And then you hold your breath. And as you hold your breath, you push the breath up and down the vav, which is the spine. Vav is the spine. Up and down the spine. And then you breathe out. <sighs> that's the final hey. And so in that breathing practice, you have the four-letter name of God as a sort of map inside your body. And... Uh, Yosef Gikatela says, if you do this for a while, the light will begin to shine inside the body. And Reb Zalman talks about his excitement of discovering that practice. So when I discovered this article just randomly as I was sorting out junk in my bedroom, I thought, well, I'm not just going to read it. I'm going to practice it. And I did. And I invite you to. It's a very, very powerful practice. So I'm not going to leave... Um, 10 or 15 or 20 minutes of silence on this particular podcast but what I will do is just talk you through it and then if you wanted to do it for yourself you could pause and just do the practice for a little bit and appreciate that breath your breath becoming divine breath so if you can first of all of course sit in a comfortable position with a straight spine and then if you can, visualize the Hebrew letter Yud before, while your lungs are empty of air, visualize the Yud. And then take in a deep, deep, deep in-breath, drinking in that air as you visualize a hay. And then holding that breath, holding that breath, push it up and push it down and push it up and push it down, the Vav and visualize your spine like the vav and then breathing out as you get to that final hey yud hey and vav and hey with the breath the divine breath merging with your breath visualize the yud with empty lungs 
Breathe in as you visualize that first hay. And then hold your breath and push the breath up and down the spine as you see the vav and breathing out on the final hay. So I offer this in the name of my teacher, Reb Zalman, who learnt it in the name of Yosef Gakatila. I, I offer it as a way to help us breathe more deeply at these times when we, we so need breath, at a time when we need to perhaps get our habituated selves, our animal selves, our herd mentality selves out of the way and split through into, into something new so that we can hear that call, whatever that call may be, however it may sound, as it calls us, Vayikra, and he called. And we need to make ourselves a little bit small, like Moshe Rabbeinu, like Moses, had to make himself small to hear the voice of the divine. And we maybe can breathe the breaths of the divine. And however else we might bring in practice, spiritual practice, whatever it looks like for you, creative, creative work. I think it's just what we're all going to need to get through this. And I do recognize that for some, the confined space is really, really hard and challenging in the situations that we're in and forced in right now. And for others, maybe it's really lovely and, and, a, and a relief to be out of the noise of society. But everybody is having their own individual experience. And I don't think anybody is finding this completely and consistently easy because it's not it's a challenging time in our world and I just hope that we can all breathe into it and breathe through it and survive it and get through it together and alone and together and alone and be be connected and offer our korban our unique and special sacrifices that bring us bring us closer even through the fear and make us feel somehow connected to something beyond ourselves so stay safe stay healthy do what everyone tells us to do keep those sensible physical distances but we can still deepen spiritually and connect socially through it all may we all be be blessed with with deep breaths and may we allow our breath to merge with the divine breath Thank you for listening to A Dash and Drush. We will see you next time.